You are listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast with Dr. K, Episode 26, 10 Tips for Your Events with Juliet Davis. Welcome to the Extraordinary Events Podcast, where we aim to educate, inspire, and empower individuals who wish to design transformational experiences. Now, your host, event education champion, Dr. Kristen Mallet. In the Intro to Events class, students have to show mastery of the design thinking process. Students are able to show this mastery in a variety of different ways, such as designing a training video, a game, or even a podcast. They are able to choose any topic and organize their activity in any way that they want, as long as they follow this design process. These student-created podcasts have offered so many insights into what students are thinking and experiencing that I have decided to take two Thursdays a month to feature these works of art. I hope you enjoy today's student-created podcast. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in this week. So excited you all are here and able to take a few minutes out of your day just to listen to what I have to say. Um, My name is Juliette Davis. I'm a hospitality student at UNL and I'm currently taking some intro to event classes and so um, one of my assignments was to go ahead and try and film a podcast so bear with me this is my first time (laughs) Um, but today I just kind of wanted to reflect on what I've been learning this semester and um, give you guys some of my own tips and tricks that I've kind of come across in either my classes or just from other events I've been at or even volunteered with so These are just 10 tips that I created um, for events and just how you can make them more successful and just um, different from others. Let's go ahead and dive into the first one. So um, this was actually came from an event I attended. And so one thing they did was look up the trends for 2020 and um, just see how many different ways they could incorporate these different trends in the event. And so this is really fun just to see all the different ways that it could be done. So it wasn't um, just limited to one area like food, but it could also be like decor or like music related or even just um, based on the people that you have attending. And so it was really cool just all the different ways that um, they could incorporate this, but then also how different it can be every year. So they looked it up just um, for 2020, but I'm sure if you looked at previous years or anything like that, you could find different things. So second um, thing that really stuck out to me was smell. Um, It kind of sounds weird, I know, but if you think about um, how people think about decor and they plan the seating arrangements and stuff like that. Um, No one really thinks about the smell and that is one of our senses so clearly it's going to be very impactful for us and so this is something that Disney is actually really good at so um, it makes sense why so many people love to be there all the time but it's just paying attention to the little things like that that can really make your event um, super great and um, really impactful. Um, thirdly, one thing, this is, we went over in class, 
and this is taking surveys before. This is really cool because you can get other people's opinions, but then also like find creative ways to incorporate the things that they love into your event. And so I think that this can be really challenging, but also really fun because you get to think of all the different ways that you can um, bring people into the event, make it really personal for them. People love that kind of stuff. Um, it also helps them be more involved, make them feel like they have a purpose in being there. Not that they're just like another attendee, but you really do care about the stuff that they like and want to take that into consideration too. So I know personally, I love stuff like that. If they ask my opinion and they're like, hey, what do you want to the food to be like? Or what's your favorite song or anything like that. And then it's really fun to be attending the event and to um, see that incorporated. And you can just like recognize that they took the time to do that. So it's super fun. Um, number four is taking votes. This kind of ties into the taking surveys, but um, if you don't want to, if you still want to take people's opinions, but you want it to be a little bit more restricted so that you know that you can take the things that they want into consideration, um, taking votes, kind of like a would you rather. This is really cool if you have like social media about the event before, then you can kind of take a vote and just see... Um, if they would rather like this type of food or this type of food and that way you can limit it more rather than having the wide variety of just like oh tell me your favorite song you could limit it to what's your favorite indie song or what's your favorite hip-hop song you know it just helps a little bit more on your part so um this I learned at one of the events I was attending um it was a super great talker and she said um how you can make a website and this really helps people um get involved early and so then it isn't just limited to the times that you have the event but it can really make an impact all the way up to a week or a month before the event where you can um show people the floor plan so then they aren't nervous to be walking around trying to know where they want to go. I feel like this would be a great idea for something like Coachella, like a giant event like that, where you can um, give floor plans, but then also go ahead and give them maps for the different places that they need to go. It'd be really cool if they um, incorporated something like that, just make it more user friendly for sure. Um, this kind of ties into making the website, but one thing she said um, was to get people connected before. I know a lot of people um, sometimes are going alone and they're just like, I don't know if I want to go just because I don't know anyone. And so getting people connected before and helping them make those um, relationships, it gives them something to look forward to the event. And then it's not just um, all on your part to make them feel welcome. They can find those connections beforehand and then have a friend that they can um, connect with at the event. Number seven is making a folder of five-minute tasks. This is really big kind of on the event planner side. Um, kind of setup is what I was thinking where you could, um, when you have lots of volunteers, it's hard to make sure everyone is doing something all the time. You really want to utilize the time that your volunteers have um, given you. And so you could just make an announcement when they get there. Hey, this is the 
place where I have all these folders. If you finish something early and I'm in the middle of something else, then they don't have to come and bother you. They can just go back to that place, take one of those folders out and finish one of those five minute activities. This is really great with just getting small things done that don't take much time, but are really essential to your event for sure. Um, moving on to number eight, a production schedule. This is something we went over in class that really um, made me think about how scattered my thoughts are and how this would help the day of and making sure that you have lots of copies of it for others too. When I was volunteering for an event, this was really impactful for me. I just saw where um, they didn't have to rely on the event planner every single minute because they had this plan that was um, laid out like to minutes almost of the day. And so it was really cool just to see how um, they really utilized their time. They weren't just there to mess around. They wanted to get stuff done and make sure that it was done at the time that it needed to be too. So um, number nine, personalize whatever you can. This is really cool because then it gives people souvenirs to take home. And so um, some ideas I had was like drink glasses or instead of just doing like boring old stick on name tags, you could design it with their name and then just kind of give um, a symbol from the event just to really make it personalized for the event, but also them. It's always fun to have like all my different name tags from all the different events hanging up in my room. Then I just get to remember all the different fun times I had and memories that I made and I don't know it's just fun to have souvenirs because then you don't remember it just like the the time that you went but you can look back on it a while later too so <clears throat> and then lastly number 10 this is really big not just for the people attending but being really considerate with everyone else and so it's double checking the seating I have been to a lot of events where the tables are squished together so close that you can't even walk in between. And it's fine, you know, if people are just walking in between. But then when um, the waiters and waitresses are trying to serve the dinners and then people are still trying to walk in between, it's just like crazy and it's not fun. And so this is just really like being considerate of others and making sure that everyone... Um, is being taken into consideration. So yeah, that's all I have for you guys, but thanks for tuning in. I hope you all enjoyed today's student-created podcast. There's so much we can learn from these professionals in training who will be our future leaders in our industry and also our future attendees at our planned events. I know that I learned so much from their insights. Thank you again to Juliet Davis for this amazing student-created podcast, and thank you to everyone listening out there today for taking the time to make the time. I will talk with you soon. Thank you for listening to the Extraordinary Events Podcast. Stay tuned for our next episode.